Hear, O beloved community, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Amen. Please be seated. <coughs> the words of that prayer are known as the Shema. It's an opening to a prayer that is calling the Jews to pay attention, to hear and be attentive to relationship with the Lord. Shema actually is the Hebrew word that means hear or listen. We come here, we pray, to recenter and pay attention to our relationship with God. Last weekend, I was working elsewhere. I was at Camp McDowell on staff for Curcio. If you don't know, Curcio is a weekend retreat that usually holds 50 plus people. It runs Thursday through Sunday. And the goal of Curcio is to help adults experience deeper relationship with God so that we may all understand our callings as Christian leaders. Each Curcio weekend includes conversations about such topics as faith and grace and forgiveness and what it means and looks like to follow Jesus. Some people say that there's lots of sharing and caring time too, which makes some people un uncomfortable and that's okay. I gave a talk about grace and as I began that talk about grace, I began with the words that resonate with me as the highest good that God longs for each of us. Because grace is undeserved, unearned favor of God. So that's an ideal in and of itself. So what's God's highest goal for us? Ideal relationship and connection. The the scripture I used was exactly what Jesus says today in Matthew chapter 22. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. That is the Shema. A prayer for our lips at the start of each morning and at the close of each day. And these words are a gift of centering focus to strip away all the chaos and listen for what is most important. Surely Jesus had this in mind as he faced the examination and testing and questioning of the chief priests and scribes, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those who kept questioning his authority over and over again. So as we get centered, and listen for where God is calling us to hear the divine word today, Jesus has a lesson for us. Jesus is teaching us that God bears our doubts and bears with us in the midst of our doubts, that Jesus the Messiah models that God is always with us, and he calls us to give our all to God. 
First, let me speak to how God bears our doubts and bears with us through them. If you think back to these past few weeks in church, we have read almost consecutively Matthew chapters 21 and 22. There's a theme. Jesus' authority is questioned multiple times by the spiritual leaders over and over again. And in response, Jesus tells parables, calling leaders to repent and honor the gifts given to God's people. Remember the parables? To serve the Father, to tend the produce and the beautiful vineyard, and to come prepared for the heavenly, glorious banquet. Jesus is calling the leaders of the time to live faithfully. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees keep testing him about authority in the Torah. What is to be done, they say, with the temporal authorities? And should faithful followers of the Lord pay civil taxes? What about resurrection, the Sadducees say? To whom will we be married? And which is the most important of the commandments of the Torah? You see, those spiritual leaders doubt Jesus' knowledge and understanding of the law. They keep trying to poke holes in what he knows and who he is. Whether he believes that the law is the Big Ten Commandments or if the entire 613 rules that are heralded from the rabbinic literature. Which is it, Jesus? Pick your favorite of them all. But Jesus doesn't budge. In each interaction, he responds gracefully and pointedly to his opposition, even though they are resistant to his teaching. And he keeps inviting them to repent. He keeps calling them. He gives them chances to realign their minds And each time when he asks a question back to the scribes and Pharisees, they are speechless, they are dumbfounded, they are astounded. He silences them. Today's scripture is no different. You see, Jesus, in quoting Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, the Shema, he calls them back to themselves to return to their heart and soul and mind to their faithfulness in God. Yet again, he is calling them back home. They don't argue or question him. And I wonder if I were one of those spiritual leaders getting questioned by Jesus, would I feel afraid to voice my concession that I was wrong? It hit me this week as I sat with this scripture. Jesus bears with these leaders in their persistent testing and doubts, just as God bears with us through all of ours. Friends, God is with us always, and Jesus models this deep and abiding commitment because he has a deep commitment to covenantal love. The love talked about in the Shema, to love the Lord your God, 
that love is not just a private emotion of connection that two people feel for one another. It is public devotion, loyalty of action toward God and those around us. It is active love. Jesus keeps teaching. He keeps healing. He keeps mobilizing those around him to address the tough problems of illness in the body and the mind and the spirit, right? He prepares the disciples to do as he does, training them to bring spaces of healing and feeding and nurture. And Jesus wrestles with his contemporaries and with us in challenging scripture that we do not always understand. God is faithful. We are not left alone when we don't understand other spaces of life too. God is with us as we pray through and weep for violence in our world. The death of 18 people in Maine this week in a mass shooting with many more injured and in need of deep healing. There is pain and fear, war, hostages, and escalation of aggression in Gaza and the Middle East, people filled with fear and grief. God is in each and all of those spaces even when the world is hard and dark and we get no answers to our questions of why. At St. Stephen's, we talk about creation, right? And God is the God of creation. God has created all of this. And so in God's economy, even when we do not understand, nothing is lost. Nothing is outside of God. Jesus models that unwavering presence and calls us to pay attention to how we are still swept up into God's economy, calling us to repent, to hear, to taste, to see. And when we're focused on being a part of God's economy, We know that God is calling us to give all of ourselves to God. We are called to love our neighbors and love our God. And sometimes that is hard to do. So we need models of what to look for. What does it look like to love our God and love our neighbors? Well, the hands of many came to St. Stephen's yesterday morning for serve day, people of all ages to give gifts of self and prayer and action within these walls, on these grounds, and out in our community, sharing the love of Christ. What else does this look like? Well, we, we name our commitment to giving our all to God in one of our Eucharistic prayers. Now, at St. Stephen's, we don't often do right one Eucharistic prayer. But if you turn in your Book of Common Prayer to page 336, at the top of the page, you will hear these words that if you grew up in the Episcopal Church, you might recognize, and if you didn't, 
I commend these words to you. This is part of the prayer that the priest says as a thank you to God as we're blessing the bread and wine or in the midst of that. And here are the words. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee. We give our all to God because God has given to us. We say in our prayer of thanksgiving, of Eucharistic prayer, that we're giving ourselves to you, O God. We say thank you to God for the gift of Jesus's life and ministry. We say thank you to God for the forgiveness of our sins. We say thank you to God for the new life promised through baptism. We say thank you to God for the nourishment of our spiritual lives by gathering together, just not in the pews only, but coming forward to receive the bread and wine together to be fully nourished and fed. And if we're being fully integrated in the ways that we're saying yes fully to being with God, then that also means we consider the financial aspect of our lives. As we are praying at the beginning and the middle and the end of the day, as we are gathering together, as we are going out into the world, we are also considering where our finances are in alignment with our faith. It is this time of year that we reflect and pray upon where God is calling us to intentionally plan for what our pledge for 2024 at St. Stephen's looks like. How are we going to contribute to the work of God through St. Stephen's? The stewardship team here has been helping us connect what the Lord, the giver of life, has provided for us and what our prayerful response will be to give proportionately and to give first to God. I don't write too many checks, but I do write a check every month to the church. It's the first check I write. I like writing that check. I participate in saying yes to God. I am giving my all to God when I write that check. I am intentionally giving that gift. I am intentionally drawing near to God. That's what all of us do when we pray and when we come here. We focus on the ways that we see God in our life every day and how we're giving back to God in gratitude. Because really we're giving back to God what God gave to us in the first place because this is God's economy, not ours. We give back to this place also to lift up those who are hurting and vulnerable in need and grieving. For we do not know when we will be numbered in those who are in deep and abiding need. If you remember anything from this day, remember this. How blessed you are, how blessed I am. Join me in going through this week listening for where God bears with us through our doubts, reminds us that God is with us always, and listen for those calls to give our all to God. Join me in giving thanks for what we have. Join me in praying for those spaces where there is deep need. And join me as we each pay attention to our relationship with God as individuals and as a community. And then we get to intentionally extend 
generosity in all the spaces of our lives, our finances, our time, ourselves, our souls, and bodies. As God is present, faithful, and generous to us. Amen.